This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. everybody is Soy. Just a quick heads up about today's chain wrestling podcast stroke audio version. Um, first of all, thank you so so much to everybody who uh, consumes the podcast, the show in this way via different means, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. It's fantastic. Thank you so so much. Um, the issue is, when we did the live recording, there was a couple of problems with regards to internet connection and so on. Um, we lost Magzi for around 25 minutes or so, halfway through the show. So that means I'm afraid you're stuck with just me for a while. Now, that's a bit of a nightmare, I appreciate that. Magzi does return and the show does continue on as normal. So thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for downloading and playing Chain Wrestling. And hopefully this will be the last occasion that you get this little message from me about Mags or I having technical issues. But yeah, there we go. I hope everyone enjoys the show. I hope everyone is patient with me whilst I'm on my own. I've never done this before. I've never broadcast live or recorded solo um, at all. Uh, on my own or anything like that it was quite a scary time quite a scary moment but I hope everyone is happy with what goes on Magzi does during that time contact the show via the live chat so we interact a little while whilst that is happening but ultimately um, Magzi wasn't with me for around 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour ish uh, but he does return and everything does go back to normal. Thank you so, so much again to everybody for all the views, the the likes, the, the downloads, the plays, everything, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, um, via Radio Techers, Visionaries Global Media, wherever you consume your chain wrestling goodness. Uh, Magzi and I bloody love you all and we've got some special, special shows and huge treats lined up for you very very soon so onward we go with this week's chain wrestling thank you so so much for listening as always oh and you know virgin media richard branson virgin cable sound it pimple alert oh a teeny weenie i'm al Accept the Lord of Darkness as your savior. I'm Hal Mathra. Yeah, uh, a 
allow the purity of evil to guide you. Uh, and today, my internet has been playing absolutely good. So if I do freeze, Sai's going to just look like a rabbit in the headlights. Yes, and uh, I'm not looking forward to any occasion where <laughs> Maggie's internet does go down and I've got to deal with this on my own. afternoon good evening good morning wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from thank you so so much for joining us this is chain wrestling live with mags and sai via radio techers i am the smiley happy grinning ecstatic sai i won a poll this week cm punk has returned all is good with the world and joining me as always is the CM Punk's seven-year itch to my, yeah, I'll admit it, cried a little bit like a drunk bitch when he came out. The Beast Incarnate to my bloody sick of seeing Charlotte. A podcaster who would love the chance to go 27 seconds with Becky Lynch, because that would mean he'd get to do it twice. The podfather himself, Mr. Max, how are we doing, sir? <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, had a nice, relaxing, quiet weekend, uh, Definitely no, nothing of note to talk about, so no. we'll get straight into the the the, uh, the non-wrestling topic, I suppose. No, it's been fucking <laughs> hectic. I, I am literally working off about six hours sleep. It's just been uh, a mad, mad weekend from the minute Rampage started all the way through to now. It's just been, it's just been brutal, but I've loved yeah. every minute of it. Well, that's it. You got your. I know you live. You did a live reaction to NXT last night. Um, you were recording a prediction shows all weekend, uh, and they obviously you're doing this with me. It's just you're just a content creating machine, aren't you, Max? You just don't stop, mate. It, it's it's I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it, especially when it gets to like these uh, these big events. I mean, we have obviously got Rampage, then we have the whole SummerSlam, and then Takeover. Yeah, it's it's, it's everything I want in in wrestling, and the fact that I get to create content about it as well. And then we have UFC, which uh, I know a lot of uh, um, there's not a lot of crossover with this show and and and, and five rounds. But yeah, it's just been a, a busy busy week. But um, the devil makes. Um, work for Idle Hands and all that. So there we go. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, very quickly, I suppose, touch upon a couple of the bigger headlines from the weekend, I guess, wrestling-wise. Um, first of all, the most obvious, CM Bloody Punk, Magsy. I mean, Kira Hogan. It's the bigger news from, from Rampage, surely. Oh, you're a tarchy. <laughs> Go on, I'll let you have your, your time to oh fall over boy. God, seven years I've been waiting for this, mate. I, I, the, the wife has heard about it over and over and over again, especially when a show was in uh, in Chicago. I'd be like, oh, what if Punk's coming back? And I convinced myself he was coming back, and then he wouldn't turn up, and I'd be all cross and angry. But what a reaction. What a pop from the crowd and hearing cult of personality again and just everything. Oh, absolutely fantastic stuff, mate. And it was... I, I couldn't have wished for anything more. As, as possibly the biggest CM Punk fan you know, I couldn't have wished for for more. That was that was everything that I wanted. 
Yeah, and, and, and someone who, who I've made it really clear that uh, I'm not a massive punk fan. I don't dislike the guy. It's just I was never kind of uh, invested in wrestling when he was, was hot. Uh, so I don't have that kind of uh, attachment to him. But the minute Rampage started and that crowd were chanting for CM mm. Punk, I, I got goose pimples because it's those kind of pops and those kind of reactions in wrestling that really kind of uh, excite me. And... I thought they were going to bring him out at, at last, really kind of do the WWE uh, typical way of teasing the crowd all, all all night long. But I think they actually played it really smart by having him come out first because it would have kind of overshadowed everything else on the show. So it's kind of, let's get this massive pop out of the way. Let's get uh, uh, get him to um, have his speech. I mean, the emotion is short. The guy was crying on the way to the, the ring, uh, diving into the, the crowd, hugging people. This meant the world to him, uh, and I can I can respect that. Um, I'm excited to see what he does on on AW. Maybe I'll catch the the same punk uh, bug whilst he's in AW. So uh, that's certainly a cool thing. But it didn't end there. It, uh, obviously, I mentioned we got Akira Hogan debut, mm-hmm. and then we get yep. to we get to SummerSlam, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, it was a bit of a roller coaster. Was uh, with old SummerSlam started off pretty mm. well. Dad, like a farting church in the middle, uh, gets the return of uh, the arguably the biggest star over the last five years in Becky Lynch. Um, then that quickly got uh, got um, put on the back burner when she essentially squashed uh, Bianca uh, Belair, took the crowd a little bit to kind of get back into the show, and then right at the death, the beast is back, Farmer Brock. Looking, Farmer Brock. <laughs> looking the best he's ever he's looked in a long, long time. Um, yeah, he, he looked like an actual specimen, like a real solid kind of man meat, and it, uh, with that kind of ponytail, which uh, I miss my ponytail like that. Uh, <laughs> the props to the wife for shaving it off a bit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been a, a madness of a week, and then it ain't all over because then we had NXT. Uh, Potentially the last NXT uh, in this iteration, the last takeover. Mm. Uh, that's the rumors going around. So, um, if you were going to give it one big final hurrah, I think that 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 takeover absolutely nailed it. Um, we got Volta versus Dragonoff, who oh, a couple of years incredible. Yeah, a couple of years ago, that was match of the year. I didn't think that was uh, able to be topped. I think that this may be better. Than that match, it was such a great story. Um, then obviously we got um, Adam Cole. <sighs> is he staying? Is he going? I'm sure we'll find out over the next few uh, few uh, weeks and months. Uh, lots of like rumors and innuendo of him going to AEW, going to main roster, and then we got. Jaw back as NXT champion. Yeah. Just the perfect way to round off a brilliant week of, of wrestling. Um, absolutely. Lots and lots to, to kind weekend. of digest. You know, from my st- from a personal standpoint, it was fantastic because you had all the wrestling. Uh, United are on the tellies. That's a big thing for me as well. I, I, I love watching my football. Um, I'm planning for a festival I'm going to this weekend. The Ooh. weekend before this, I went to a live wrestling show for the first time. Well, the second one in a fortnight. Uh, and the first one's in a year and a half. So for me, August has just been an absolute storming month. It's been absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. Really, uh, really good stuff. So. Yeah, I, I'm a big smiley, happy Cy Mags. 
That's good. Um, I mean, you did welch on doing the the live stream because you were off court, which uh, it would have been fun. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah, we'll get to do that very, very soon. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll do a live stream. I, I, Tanner, Tanner said to me as well about doing one. Um, he asked about going on to uh, SummerSlam the night before. Um, mm-hmm. I said, I said probably not because my wife was already in bed and my, st- mm-hmm. my equipment's up in our bedroom here. So. Um, but so we said maybe jumping on doing uh, Extreme Rules is the next one, isn't it? Talking about uh, yeah, um, I believe so. Doing, I mean, doing that, a live reaction after that. And, so and that's the good thing about the team that we're building. I mean, we added a couple of new members to the the team uh, yesterday. With uh, with Ori and, and Ray, we're going to be doing some uh, more regular content. Yeah, the team's growing. Uh, we're expanding the amount of content we're putting out. The variety of content we're putting out here at Radio Tech is a. Uh, I'm not one for ever blowing my own trumpet, but I think we're we're creating something really special uh, here. And uh, uh, chain wrestling is just essentially the start of it, and it's going to go bigger, better, harder, faster. Yes, and all of you wonderful people who have come in with us in the chat now uh, from episode mm-hmm. one, our first live show, whatever, you've been there with us right from the beginning. You're going to see this grow. Hopefully, we can continue to uh, entertain you, make you giggle at our, our daftness and uh, talk some wrestling. <laughs> and we, and we are certainly very daft. We've got plenty of comments to, to fly through here in the yep. chat. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Handy T1TF. Uh, one, he uh, said he uh, on Twitter that he might not be able to make it, but he'll catch the oh, replay. Brilliant. Luckily, he was able to make it. Uh, Charlie says uh, hello. Uh, Benny says uh, we've ruined his intro. Uh, sorry <laughs> about that. It is a it is a quality intro, though. Um, friend of the show, Dan Griffin, in the chat. Hello, Dan. Um, size already on fire. Wow. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll be honest with you, Handy. It, it bloody feels like it. It is roasting in here. I am such an overweight fat gross man that it just gets warm in this room i'm sweating like mad <laughs> we've got anya in the chat she's on on time for once and i think further down she said that uh, uh the punk stuff was uh she started a new job today but the punk stuff is better um so yeah uh scottish danny here in the chat as well so yeah plenty of uh of, uh, of love from from uh uh, the 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 listeners and the viewers, uh, yeah, we appreciate you all immensely. Thank you very very much for for spending your time with us. Yeah, it is hugely appreciated. Um, Magsy, you froze a touch there, mate. Shall we pre warn people that you've had a few issues today yes, that I, I um, experienced a couple of weeks ago, just in case. Yeah, uh, I'm with the the horrific Virgin Media, much like that, uh, and today my internet has been playing at. So if I do freeze, Sai's going to just look like a rabbit in the headlights and not be able to uh, come up. We will do it. Yes, and uh, I'm not looking forward to any occasion where Maggie's <laughs> internet does go down and I've got to deal with this on my own. Um, but I will endeavour to power through and, and struggle on and do what I can. Um, shall we get to our non-wrestling topic, Maggie? Have you got anything else you want to touch upon first? No, I think uh, um, go back and listen in. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit there, Magsy. What I'll do is I'll jump straight into our non-messing topic and have a a little look at some of the things we've got. Um, For this week, we had, well, quite, quite early on in the week, last week, we had a few non-wrestling topic ideas that we chucked up as a, a bonus poll, I guess, and let people decide what we wanted to do as our non-wrestling topic this week, um, suggested by a couple of different people, uh, Anya being one, 
meeting of famous people, famous interactions, uh, bumping into celebrities and so on, uh, won the poll. So that's what we're going to go with today. And my goodness, did we ever have um, a reaction to this? So many responses from you. Brilliant, brilliant lot. So many great tales, so many great stories. Um, and one I want to get to straight away because it's going to affect what we're going to do for a little bit on the show. It's just, it may not work, but we'll see how we go. Um, this is from Andy uh, at Bang Bang Podcast. Uh, he sent me a DM saying that when he was in Thailand, he and his mate spent a good 18 hour session with the legendary DJ Carl Cox. Oh, wow. He said, he wasn't overly familiar with his work. He seemed like a top bloke, got us into several venues and got free drinks galore, etc., etc. We even exchanged numbers, he said. Um, he messaged one of his friends back home to tell them of the news of his new celebrity best friend and was informed by his mates that actually Carl Cox was currently on tour in Europe, so couldn't be in Thailand. And he'd actually been on Radio 1 in the UK that morning. So obviously it wasn't potentially the real Carl Cox. Um, he said he's still got the number. <laughs> he says he's still got the fella's number on his phone. So what I did, Maxwell, I got that guy's number. So <laughs> and what I thought we'd do is just drop him a little text at the start of the show and just see if we get any response. Could be worth a giggle. So, Our survey said... What I have got here, I'll cover the number up just for that. You can see Carl Cox, so a few question marks on my phone now. We'll drop him a little message. <laughs> um we'll start off just by saying hi mate how are you and see if we get a response during the rest of the episode shall we hi we'll mate keep you updated throughout the show how are you there we go off it goes so we'll see how we get on with that magazine see if we get a response shall we um Okie doke then. So the rest of Twitter, the rest of our fantastic, glorious, wonderful people messaging in. We've had some great tales of bumping into celebrities in various different situations. Um, one, we'll start with Dan Griffiths. Sorry, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. <laughs> or Dan Griffiths, as is now Dan Griffiths, known forever. <laughs> Dan Griffiths was actually a kid I went to school with. So that's, I don't know why that's popped into my head there. Um, Dan says he met Chris Jericho because he ended up in his local for his birthday after Fozzie played a gig in York. Uh, Jericho was confused as to why members of the public were there, despite the fact he hadn't paid for a private area. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That, that tickles me, just the fact that Jericho's like, I'm such a big rock star. What, why, why are there other people in this boozer? What's going on? You know? it's uh... <laughs> um, Dan continues. He also met Ray Clements, who was a Liverpool goalkeeper, wasn't he, uh, Mags, at one stage, um, at the 2016 League Cup final between Manchester City and Liverpool. He was an absolute gent, gave his honest opinion about Mignolet, who was the Liverpool goalkeeper at that stage, and didn't even mind that his brother had never heard of him. <laughs> and that's got to be slightly cringeworthy, hasn't it? When you meet a celebrity and the person you're with doesn't really know who they are, that could go one or two ways, couldn't it? That could be awkward or, you know. Especially if you're the one fawning over him and yeah. they don't know why you're fawning over him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter said he once got his own name wrong when meeting a comedian. Um, I had to ask, I need more information about this. And um, 
he basically said that when he met this comedian, his the comedian's name was Rob. For some reason, he said, hi, Rob, I'm Rob. In response, well, obviously, his name is actually Chris. So, <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do then? Do, 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 you run, do you run with this and just decide, yeah, I'm going to be called Rob now for the rest of the evening? Or how, what do you do, Maxie? <laughs> it quite clearly, uh, Millwall Chris got called out on his uh, Wednesday said, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking up again a bit there, Maxie. You're going all robotic like oh. I did the other week. This like, internet. I this sounded like I was. Un- I sounded like I was underwater the other week, didn't I? I was like a, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting across now. I'll, I'll just continue on with this. Um, our good buddy Benny, Benny Mac, who was live with the first edition of his new show on Twitch just before we came live. If anyone has um, the opportunity on a Monday before we start at nine, go and check Benny out there. Um, you can see Benny Mac Gaming in the chat that everyone's in drop him a message get his twitch handle go and check out his show find him on twitter and so on um benny says he once met mason ryan of nexus fame um came out of the toilet and this former wwe wrestler was just stood in front of him and says hey benny said he didn't know what to say he was just kind of stood there did <laughs> he couldn't couldn't think of anything to respond so i mean mason ryan was a massive bloke as well wasn't he he was huge mm-hmm. He certainly absolutely. was absolutely a specimen. Yeah, so you imagine just turning the corner and being greeted by that, you know, it's yeah, that'd be quite a quite a shock. Um at the Matatat UK, our good buddy Matt Willis, our Radio Tekka's brother, he says, I've been privileged to meet several famous people when attending BBC shows. He met Richard Osman, he signed his celeb shirt and wrote an autograph for his mum. Who's Richard Osman, Max? He is the uh he had many beers with colin murray and john rawling in lincoln uh he had josh whittigam the comedian oh josh whittigam he's great he had his own show as well for a while didn't he just called josh his own sitcom that was mm-hmm. that was quite funny as well he bought uh he bought matt a double vodka and red bull in soho so that was a good afternoon matt says and he also met the paralympic legend tanny gray thompson in newcastle she was a foul mouthed legend so <laughs> I'm not familiar with that individual, but just the idea of meeting a celebrity and being took back by uh, the amount of swear words they could potentially use tickles me. Um, Millwall Chris continues. He says he's at a Millwall game in his friend's uh, uh, skybox, I guess. You got skyboxes? I, I don't know. Uh, at Millwall, but it's sort of separate box away. And a comedian called Rob walks in. He comes over to him and says, my two daughters say, hi, I'm Rob. And instead of saying, hi, I'm Rob, I said, hi, Rob, I'm Chris. He says, hi, Rob, I'm Rob. So that's the explanation there to uh, him getting his name wrong. I see Benny did ask in the chat, um, how did you get your own name wrong? It was just, that's how it went, basically. So it looks like Magsy has checked out for the moment, potentially to try and get his internet sorted. So I'm afraid, wonderful people, you're stuck with just me for the time being. Please be patient. Uh, Magsy, you're back. Uh, I've reset my PC to see if that will help. Uh, I really do. Andy, brilliant to see that you're in the chat and you've joined us live today. That's awesome. I know the time difference can sometimes be a bit difficult for our uh, listeners, viewers, etc. on the other side of the pond. So really appreciate that, my friend. Um, he says, nothing weird about this interaction with a celebrity. But back in his days as a performer, he mostly did rock and blues. A friend was on a country show, 
asked him to be part of it. A year later, doing a special, we were doing, he got to meet and perform on a show with Grandpa Jones. A year later, Grandpa Jones passed away and he's always been grateful of that opportunity. I mean, that's, that's great when you get those interactions that kind of mean you're bumping into other people uh, and seeing celebrities and so on. And then, you you know, they, they obviously, these people aren't always around. So getting the opportunity to meet musicians or artists or any celebrity that, you, that, that has been a big part of your life before they pass away is obviously a huge, huge thing. Um, Dan Griffin carries on again here. This is brilliant. Dan seems to have met many, many famous people. So it's great having the stories coming in from Dan. Thank you very much, sir. Dan says uh, he scared Dylan Moran after a show in 2005. Um, he went to see him with a few mates. He was 16 and already six foot tall because Dan's a big, big lad. Um, one of his mates was obsessed with him. So we waited to see him after. She asked for a hug and he grumpily said no. Uh, Dan waded through the crowd, asked the same, and Dylan Moran, his words, fucked off inside. I'm not surprised if he's got a big six foot tall, 16 year old lad running towards him, one in a cuddle. I'd probably run as well, Dan, to be fair. Um, <laughs> uh, more, where are we going here? Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Danny, Scottish Danny. So he was standing in line at a KFC in central London on a hot summer's day. He was absolutely convinced Keith Lemon was in the line in front of him. Um, the dude was dripping with sweat and breathing heavy. When he turned around after being served, he quickly realized that it was actually a woman and not the aforementioned Keith Lemon. So, I mean, that poor lady being mistaken for that individual all the time. That's, a, that's not a great look, is it? Um, at Good Bad Wrestle, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. He says here that he met Gordon Banks when he was at a goalkeeper training session at, for the local football team in primary school in the mid-1980s. Wish he could remember what advice he gave him, though. And he did attach a picture as well, which has been retweeted on the Chain Wrestling Twitter, so at Chain underscore Wrestling there, um, of him meeting Danger Mouse the last time he was in England, which is fantastic. Danger Mouse, brilliant stuff. Um, at jgb underscore jackson so i've got a message here from jackson um and he's just sent us a brilliant image i don't know if anyone can make this out if i put it up on the camera there of jackson himself in the crowd meeting orange cassidy at a wrestling event there that is awesome stuff i know my daughter charlie who's probably in the chat is a huge huge orange cassidy fan he does seem to pick up quite a uh quite the following amongst some of the younger fans i like him i think he, i think he's quite funny he makes me laugh um, but with all comedy wrestling i think it's got to be done i think it's got to be done a little bit as opposed to dominating the show uh, you know less is more i think with um with that uh at radio techers and this is where i need magsy to give us a hand but he's currently unavailable due to virgin media issues um because these are a list of people that i'm not 100 sure who they are so if anyone in the chat um, can shed some light on these for me, that would be awesome. Uh, at Radio Techers here, so that is our good buddy Tanner, who runs the main Radio Techers Twitter account. He says he met Britt Daniel of Spoon the Band while using the restroom at a show. The band played at a bar in Austin. He also met the Gamblers several times. I'm guessing these are musical artists. Um, I'm not a huge uh, I'm not hugely aware of who these people are, but this last one, um, I, I do know, and I imagine many other people will, that he met Mark Henry at an arena football game for the Austin Wranglers. Um, 
I know that uh, Tanner has met Mark Henry several times, both being from Texas as well. And he always says how much a, a wonderful, nice fella he is. So that's always good to know. Um, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Oh, have we got Magsy back? Oh, is he returning? Let's is hope. He back? Let's hope. Hey, there we go, mate. There we go. I've just Do been slagging you off, isn't it? Robot. Well, I had Ever- could still hear you, so don't, don't fit. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So did I do all right then, mate? Did I really? Did I, did I, did I cover okay there, sir? You are you are outstanding. Uh, I'm out of breath now, me, so I'm just gonna. If I'm this gonna... were me, I would be panicking uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and and really worrying. So I think you're doing an admirable job. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm tired out now, Mag. So I'm just gonna sit back and let you do it. All right. Well, I mean that's good <laughs> because there's, there's no guarantee that this internet is staying on. Um, but yeah, I, that's I will a fair endeavor. Point. I will endeavour to uh, to um, do my best, but yeah, no you're, worries, you're, mate. You're doing a great job, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Total Stevo, that's Total Stevo on Twitter. He says, working in Central London, he's encountered a few celebrities: uh, Bill Bailey, Tom Hardy, Richard Osman again. There's that fella from a uh, uh, what show did you say it was from, Magsy? Uh, pointless. From pointless, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the big the big guy with the glasses who does the yeah, I know who you mean. I know who you mean. Um, he says there's been a few he recognises but doesn't know the name of. He usually politely smiles, nods, um, and, and then just says hi. Um, however, when he used to do his walks of London, he was in Leicester Square, saw a few people out back of a theatre clearly speaking to an actor, thought he'd see for curiosity, and it turned out to be none other than Jeremy Irons. Um, he said he couldn't believe it. He plays a bad guy in one of Steve-O's favourite films, Die Hard 3. Bloody love Die Hard, Mags. Bloody love Die Hard. Yeah, um, it's all right. It's all right. It's not my favourite. <laughs> the first Die Hard, mate, is absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to go down this road with you again. You know? it's <laughs> um, Steve-O continues. He politely and nervously waited as he was clearly getting agitated by these German students. Um, Steve-O says, ironically, he was playing a German in Die Hard. Um, after these students left, having annoyed him, I thought, I can't let this opportunity go. He could barely speak and told him how he played um, a character in his favourite film, thanked him for such a good performance. He laughed and said, oh, my God, that's such a long time ago. Nice to meet you. And Steve-O walked off barely able to speak, which I thought was, you know, that's, that's great. When you actually that's meet cool. someone, yeah, when you meet someone who who you do have, I suppose, I'd fall a better term up on, up on a pedestal, I guess. I mean, for me, there's certain wrestlers and there's certain musicians who, who are that way. When you actually meet them and they end up being really genuinely nice people, that's fantastic. Because mm-hmm. you hear horror stories, don't you, about meeting these people and they're assholes. Yeah, I mean, the the Robbie Williams story shows just how much people can uh, believe their own bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get through to that in a moment. I mean, I'm I'm doing the same old uh, prehistoric way, Mags, of scanning through pictures on my phone for this. I'm not. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's I'm, I'm not technically savvy in that way. Um, yeah, Dan but, in the but, chat. But, <laughs> yeah, well, does Bruce Willis eat an heroin diet? Um, no, it's a whisper, and it's a, a whisper, whisper gold as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just for context, I was giving uh, uh, Simon some uh, lessons in technology uh, earlier earlier this week, and yeah, it was like talking to a five year old child. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't know, mate. I just don't know. Little bits and bobs, I'm okay with. You know, um, he believes but... that Bluetooth is witchcraft. 
well, I don't actually believe that. I, you know, I said that very tongue in cheek, but I still find it impressive that I can put little earphones in, play music on my phone, and walk around the house and not have to carry my phone with me. Because for a long time, I had, I had a headset like this, for example, that would run the big curly wire would run down into my phone. I'd often forget, stand up, walk off, and drag my phone off the table. You know, with the big cable. <laughs> so that's uh yeah so, so bluetooth to me is, is fantastic you know mm-hmm. i get annoyed when i start getting that voice though b- b- low battery in my ears yeah. that drives me mad you know, <laughs> especially you if go. you've got a chinese model and it's like low cha- please chargings please chargings yeah that that's annoying that was brilliant because you broke up a little bit then as you said that yeah. so your voice went it, your, your voice went robotic that couldn't have been timed any better <laughs> Uh, at UTT Rob on Twitter, we have he was behind Harry Kuehl in the queue for a nightclub toilet. Um, and Harry Kuehl was banging on the door shouting about needing the dunny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even the only Harry Kuehl story we got. No, no, the oh, very, very next tweet we received. Um, Millwall Chris again here. He saw Harry Kuehl and his family this time, not waiting for a toilet though, at the Ice Age 2 premiere and watched some weirdo follow him up and down the concourse, jump out in front of them and take a picture. I mean, he's, <laughs> Millwall Chris says, why don't you just ask next time, you freak? By the way, it wasn't him taking the picture, he says. So, <laughs> wow, we, this internet. Oh mate, it's 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 so frustrating when stuff like that happens. And that when I had it a couple of weeks back, oh my god, my wife said that on screen and and talking and so on, I came across okay, but because she knows me, she could see in my eyes that I was absolutely seething. So, <laughs> oh, I am, I'm absolutely fuming with Virgin uh, right now. Mm. Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. We'll just power through. We'll power through. Um, Anya, if you're still in the chat, she tweeted in earlier as well. Um, she met Jamie Carragher. Oh, that's a shame for you. Um, after we both had, after we had both gone to the bathroom at a meet and greet, apparently his zip was down. So what you're trying to tell me there is that Jamie Carragher, who I'm not a big fan of anyway, is wandering around in front of my, you know, however old she was then daughter, uh, with his flies and then not impressed Carragher, not impressed at all. But then I suppose you did play for Liverpool. So. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Um, Metal Michael, at Metal Michael on Twitter, he says he was at Burger King as a kid and they had a guy dressed up in a full Batman 1989 suit. So that would have been Michael Keaton's black uh, Batman, wouldn't it? So the full black costume and so on. Um, he said he tried to be friendly with Michael, but he scared the shit out of him and he screamed and screamed. And when he tried to tip over his chair back whilst he was sitting in it. Yeah, not a good look that, is it? I mean, it can be quite difficult, I suppose, because when you're young, certain things you should um, like and certain things should be absolutely fine and so on. Um, but then for some reason, they can terrify certain kids, can't they? I mean, I remember being absolutely terrified of, um, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like a plasticine bad guy um, on the on a certain TV show. And it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like, just be a bit mischievous, supposed to be a bit, um, not necessarily the evil, the evil one in this, but it was supposed to be, um, you know, a, a bit of a naughty character, but I was terrified of this, in this thing, absolutely terrified. And they had toys of it and so on. I still to this day can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up for next week. Um, 
we have more here from Andy at Bang Bang Podcast. He says he met Nick Knowles in a nightclub in Bristol in the mid-2000s. He was being a sleazy see you next Tuesday with a few of his female work pals. He asked him politely, Oi, Knowles, stop being a see you next Tuesday, mate. And he did. So I suppose on one hand, he was being out of order. But on the other hand, he, he went along with a request put in by Andy. So that's great. So snaky Nick Knowles. That's Magsy there on the Radio Techers uh chat i see now yeah okay mags is this the only way you can communicate with us now i can see you moving about in the little picture at the bottom here but obviously we're struggling to get you on to a chat away brilliant can't so read your messages out in your voice nobody will notice my Bernie accent is is not good at all i, I can i can uh, he's not here to sort of chastise me i suppose is he so um i can say my wife my knife which is how Magsy says it, but that's about it. Any any other words I, I, I struggle with. So there we go. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll leave Magsy to be in charge of the chat there if he can still hear me because I'm clicking on stuff that he's clicking on and we're getting cross wires, I think. So I'll just leave him be for that. There we go. Um, Andy at Bang Bang Podcast continues. He met John Nettles in a Plymouth Wimpy. John Nettles was Bergerac, I think. I think that was Bergerac. Yeah, fairly certain. Uh, he met Leslie Grantham in a pub in Bath. Brilliant stuff. Old Dirty Den. Uh, called the Saracens. He left after a fight broke out between two rugby teams. So, yeah, he, he went running. Um, and he had a piss next to Daly Thompson in the centre court at the centre court in Wimbledon. I hope you mean at the toilets, not just you and Daly Thompson whizzing on, on the centre court. Surely, I imagine, you know, you'd... Uh, you'd be asked to leave if that was the case. Maybe not Daley Thompson. They might allow him to do these sort of things. I mean, he's, you know, he's a medal winner, isn't he, for Britain? Perhaps they'll turn a blind eye to that sort of stuff. I don't know, but there we go. Um, when Casualty was being filmed in Bristol, Andy says he went to a karaoke bar and the entire cast were there. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, he says he took the stage after Charlie Fairhead had done a bit of Elvis and Andy did a bit of Rod Stewart. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, Seven from WCW. Yeah, very creepy dude indeed. Um, I think I've missed a bit in the chat there. I've, I, I struggle, to be honest. This is why I like Magsy being in charge of the chat when we're doing this sort of thing. Because if I'm looking at Mags as we're talking and the chat's going in my corner here on my, on my screen. Yeah, there's Mags. I, I can see you. <laughs> if I'm looking at with me and Mags are talking on screen and so on, I struggle with with, with the chat and the messages. I see, I see some of them. But I, I kind of get distracted. And I keep looking over here, and I find it really, really difficult to to get to grips with and to and to keep up with. So I'm glad Magsy's still there in charge of the chat at least. Um, we have the Thailand story there. We've not heard back actually from Carl. Should I drop him another message and say hi again? I'll get through the rest of these tweets first, and we'll message uh, uh, we'll message Carl again and see if he's interested in having a little catch up with us. Um, at Millwall Chris, he also sent us a DM saying here that he was backstage at a Sean Walsh comedy gig a few years ago with a mate who's in the business. He says here, uh, just after he got in trouble on Strictly, having a chat with a uh, stagehand comes up and says, Sean, Emma Thompson would like to see you. So there we are standing in a narrow corridor when she comes up and says hi. And all they could muster was a nod of a head and uh, what's up to her. What a fucking idiot, he says. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, there we go. 
Um, Razor to Razor. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, so I'm on my own, Sha. I'm on my own. Um, I don't know what, what I'm going to carry on doing after we've been through these. Maybe Magsy and I can uh, reconvene at another time, potentially, and jump back on or something like that when it comes to putting forward our our choices for the polls and so on. Um I'm not 100% sure, but we'll get through the non-wrestling topic at least. Um, if at any stage we decide to, to knock it on the head for, for tonight, then keep an eye on all the chain wrestling social medias and we'll get back to you straight away uh, about when we're going to be back uh, and completing the show. He has his choices ready to message in. Ah, uh, okay. That's the um, the choices for, for the poll, is it, Max, you're talking about, yeah? Okay. Okay, no, no worries. We'll get to that shortly then. We'll get to that shortly. <laughs> um at Millwall Chris again. Bloody hell, Millwall Chris is as bad, nearly as bad as Dan Griffin, isn't he? For meeting all these uh these celebrities here. Um Millwall Chris on Twitter says he met Carmen Electra at a screening for one of the scary movie films. I think it was number three. Thought it was quite a nice photo, but when he looked at it, um he is having to lean down towards her because she's about five foot tall. And she's leaning away from him, making him look like a creepy perv, which is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? That's brilliant stuff. <laughs> um, a Millwall Chris again? It's just the Millwall Chris show this week, isn't it? You know, Thank you very much for, uh, for all these stories, Chris. Absolutely great stuff, mate. Brilliant. Keeping us entertained whilst uh, I stumble through on my, on my lonesome, on my solo. Um, again, I apologize for you being stuck with just me. Um, and me sort of stumbling through what I'm trying to do here. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. It's um, it's, it's a little bit intimidating. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to do my best to get through everything for you. And then I imagine we'll get straight on to our options for the poll. And then I'll probably leave you this evening if Maxie doesn't rejoin us soon. Um, Mill Chris says he was out drinking with the comedian Kevin Bridges and he was talking to some if he was talking to someone and he was bored tired or they were talking crap uh, he would simply say no problem just go have a word with my manager and then point at Millwall Chris unfortunately he points at me and these women girls just start asking him loads of questions so yeah stitched up there completely stitched up by Kevin Bridges oh he's still about surely I know a few years back he was obviously stand-up comedy and so on is, is taken a hit hasn't it with with the COVID uh, situation I mean, you see a lot of these stand-up comics who normally appear on like the comedy store or do their tours and so on. They're popping up with their own sort of panel shows, I guess, to to keep the money coming in and, and keep going through the pandemic. But there are certain um, certain comedians that I think were absolutely massive going back a few years, and they've just kind of vanished. I mean, Kevin Bridges, I don't, is, is he still going? I'm not sure if anyone in the chat knows that Kevin Bridges is still is is still still performing anywhere because i remember he was absolutely huge for a while performing in, in places as big as the nec and so on um i don't know i don't know if he's still about um Millwall chris continues with a wrestling one he says he supposes his best wrestling themed um celebrity interaction was attending the battle royal at the albert hall he was sitting front row. He says, I have mentioned that before. And I think, yes, we have heard that. Um, and in between matches, he went to get a drink, uh, maybe go for a wee. And he was hurrying around and he turned around the corner and literally bumped into a certain Mr. Brain and a certain Mr. Gorilla. Uh, he says he just stood there 
open-mouthed and aghast. Heenan smiled and laughed, and they moved into one of the boxes to do a live link. Can you imagine that? Turning around and just bumping into Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Why? Absolutely fantastic. I'm a huge Heenan fan. He, he, was, he was brilliant. He was brilliant when he used to do certain certain matches, I suppose, more comedy matches, I guess, when I was catching certain contests he was involved in, like the uh, the weasel suit with the Ultimate Warrior stuff was always quite funny. Um, seeing him uh, as a manager, the Heenan family and so on, uh, with the likes of Andre the Giant, Haku, uh, Paul, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, who we lost recently. Um, so many great moments. Oh, Ravishing Rick Rude as well. He was manager of Rick Rude in the WWF. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And then, of course, on commentary, he's he's just he was absolutely superb i mean the royal rumble 92 is everyone remembers for, for heenan's uh heenan's commentary performance as well as flair's own performance as well just absolutely fantastic fantastic performer pretty much anything he turned his hand to um that basically as far as i can tell normally i check with magsy at this stage to see if he's got any i've missed but if that is the case then we have missed any i apologize because i'm kind of on my todd so um yeah that kind of brings us to the end of our uh, non-wrestling topic this week so yeah thank you so so much to everybody there who oh hang on what's going on here magazine messaging stuff in um we're gonna get to that in a minute mags we'll get to that in a minute my friend <laughs> um Thank you so, so much to everybody for messaging into the show. As as always, you know, whether it's on Twitter, we mainly get responses, but we get DMs as well sometimes. Um, I don't know who that is at all there. Want to be famous? Not really, mate. Some troll there trying to get us to buy followers, you know. Not being funny. I, I can barely afford my bills. And if mine followers, pal. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, thank you, Benny. That's really kind thank you um again thank you everyone for for sticking around with the show as i've uh been been kind of left on our todd with technical difference uh, difficulties these things happen it was me a couple of weeks ago with magsy tonight is the way it is um these things happen it does suck ass completely but we will return back to normal chain wrestling as soon as we possibly can um, Magsy is communicating via the Radio Techers chat um, as Radio Techers himself. So if he pops up Radio Techers down uh, of a corner, just along here somewhere, that is Mr. Mags uh, communicating with us via smoke signals. There we go. <laughs> okay. So again, thank you so, so much for everybody messaging in to the show. Um, tweeting in and so on with all your celebrity interactions, some brilliant stories there, some random celebrities in random places as well. Um, absolutely fantastic. It's, it, it's really great. The interactions we get and Magsy and I say all the time, chain wrestling is literally is your show. You know, we talk about, we talk about the wrestling matches you want to talk about, you vote for. We uh, talk non-wrestling topic is always just us reacting to, to what you're, you're giving us you're giving us the feedback on the topics that are chosen and this week you even chose the non-wrestling topic as well as the wrestling conversation so thank you so so much for all the interactions there again if you don't already you can follow chain wrestling on facebook instagram and most importantly on the twitters at chain underscore wrestling um that's the most important one but you can always find out information from our social media accounts as well Right, I suppose now it's time. I don't know if Maxie's going to be able to play a little musical bit for me. We're going to get to our actual wrestling match. Maxie, we're going to talk a little bit. Let's get ready to rumble! 
Okay, that was good. Brilliant. It's good to see you. you can still bring these little things up there, Mags. That's awesome. Brilliant stuff. Okay, um, winning the poll this week was me. I won. I won the bloody poll. Me. And it was potentially the greatest WrestleMania contest of all time. Um, it was a three-way poll because me and Mags were also talking about the North American Championship ladder match from NXT a couple of years back. Um, my wife was also in the chat saying about how much she loved that match and so on. So we decided, okay, we'll have a three-way um, discussion. Um, Magsy's option was the Vengeance 2002 Triple Threat main event, which is a great, great match. I actually went back this week and had a little watch of that, just purely because I, I remember... I only remembered it because Magsy put it forward. So when when it didn't win the poll, I was like, I'm going to go watch it anyway because it is such a great contest with The Rock, The Undertaker, and Kurt Angle. Um, the ladder match did well in the poll too, but not well enough. The winner was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Um, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time, I've said this over and over and over again, um, with... Shawn Michaels, and I think this match shows as uh, don't get me wrong, the Undertaker is absolutely superb as well, absolutely brilliant, of course he is. Um, but I think this match shows Shawn Michaels at his best. I mean, there's there's two sides to Shawn, as we all know. There's the fantastic performer, there's the incredible in-ring talent, um, there's the <laughs> Mags cosplaying as John Cena. Yes, we can't see him. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Coincidence, Magsy disappeared. Yeah, when I won the poll. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Mag's hiding from the shame of defeat. Uh, and there's a little middle finger from my wife there because her selection didn't win. I apologize, Sharon, but, you know, 50-odd votes this week and and mine just went out, you know? But we, we I rewatched that match. He's back. I'm going to try one oh, last time. Um, brilliant I'm stuff. Not, Let's I see how we go. I am called a coward. Um, <laughs> I was actually glad that this match won because it's a fucking amazing match. It is um, absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did vote for Sharon's pick because obviously that was a great pick as well. But uh, I'm glad your pick won. Yeah, it's nice to actually win. I'll tell you what, I've been moaning about not winning the poll. Um, I recently updated our little spreadsheet magazine where we keep tabs of mm-hmm. um, what topics we've already covered, what matches we've already covered, what matches have gone in the poll and lost. Because I think that information can be quite important. The the longer we go on doing this show, the more the more episodes we do. We, we don't want to keep putting the same stuff up and so on. Um, I actually only lost two polls before winning this one, so it weren't as bad as I thought. <laughs> And and this is actually the first time that I've lost a multi-person uh, poll. Uh, every other time we've done more than one uh, one pick each, I've won every single time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Look, all good things come to an end, I guess, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this fucking show. If it carries on with this internet. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, the twenty-fifth anniversary of WrestleMania, then. Mm. That was that was a screw up on their part, wasn't it? And they they said it all way through the night as well, and it fucking annoyed me because you don't celebrate your anniversary on the very first day; it's the year after. So this was the twenty fourth anniversary, and it's annoyed me so much that this is what I called the show. Uh, well, actually, it's yeah. the twenty fourth anniversary. 
Yeah, I, I noticed that. I, I got a kick out of that when I saw the name you'd given the episode. I thought that was brilliant. Um, the video package at the beginning of this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25, um, talks about it being the 25th anniversary. Um, Harrod Finkel, the ring announcer, talks about it being the 25th anniversary. It's like, how can you make that mistake? How can you get that wrong? Michael Cole does it. Jim Ross does it. Shawn Michaels does it in the promo for this match. He mentions it time and time again. It's the 25th anniversary. It's not. It's the 24th anniversary. Oh, it's annoying. Oh, just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, the 24th anniversary of WrestleMania. So WrestleMania 25. Originally broadcast on April the 5th, 2009. It comes to us from the Reliance Stadium in Houston, Texas. Um bloody massive place because it's over 70 odd thousand people there which is always brilliant to see yeah absolutely packed um did a huge numbers on pay-per-view buy rates and so on as well close to a million there which is when you think how much these pay-per-views are that's a lot of money um so many great names and, and, and great matches throughout this whole show to be fair but one in particular stands out and it is this one to me this this match magsy I mean, we'll get general thoughts first, I guess, looking back. Um, this is the first time I've watched it back in quite a while, but I can virtually remember each moment because it is so, so good, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a reason why this always comes up at, at the very top of the best WrestleMania matches because it is. It's one of the very, very best. For me, personally, I, I think it's probably top three um, but I can totally understand how someone can say that this is the very best. It's such an amazing story uh, that, that filters all the way through to the next year. Uh, yeah, it's um, such a great match. I really enjoyed watching this back. What would you put in there with it then? If, I, if this was sort of top... It's always difficult, isn't it, when, when you see these lists of um, greatest WrestleMania matches of all time or greatest events of all time, and you do have to literally single it down to number one. I find that very, very hard. Um, but if you're having a, a best a best three, then, shall we say, what would be in there with it? Okay, so I'd put Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, for me, is not, not only was it a great match, but it's got the single best WrestleMania moment uh, that's ever happened for me. Uh, and, and then after that, it's probably uh, TLC. I think that's a, a brilliant and outstanding match to have on a, a WrestleMania. So, yeah, I think those, those will be my top three. Mm, okay. I mean, I, I the TLC match is, is spectacular, but I always think that the TLC, TLC match wouldn't be that without the WrestleMania 10 ladder match. And I always look back on that so favorably. Um, but we've, I think it's for this show, we've watched it back, isn't it, Max? We were very early on in our audio only days. And yeah. it's still absolutely amazing. But you've got to almost put yourself in that 1994 mindset, haven't you? Because things have moved on so much now. And you mentioned TLC there, the comparison between the two. It, it is quite a chasm in what they what they now produce, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the first ever ladder match, I mean, it wasn't even technically the first ever ladder match, but that ladder match at WrestleMania 10 will always be groundbreaking. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there's been so much kind of innovation in, in ladder matches and then ladder and chair matches and, and eventually TLC matches that it, it has been overshadowed, but it will always have that place in history of being the first, the the kind of one that, that started this whole kind of a ladder match uh, fascination that we have. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, th- this match, I think, is is so good for a couple of different reasons. Um, one only one note I've got here is that there's no there's no gimmicks. It's not like it's Hell in a Cell or, or a ladder match as we were just talking about, or a cage match or anything like that. It was. It's literally just two great performers putting on a wrestling match. And yes, they go to the outside and yes, they, they take a couple of dives over the top. Um, and there is a sort of a ref bump, I guess at one stage, but it doesn't massively, it's not like a ref bump, how we know a ref bump to be where the ref goes down and somebody interferes or anything. Like that. It's literally just two huge names in the business, just battling it out and telling a fantastic story, Max. Yeah, the, the, the storytelling in this match is, is just sublime and it's ironic we're we're recording this on the, the kind of the 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 post uh NXT takeover because we had a very similar story with um with Dragonoff and Volta, kind of like that uh mm-hmm. David and Goliath story. Uh, I think uh, especially in the early early parts of this match when uh, Shawn Michaels was doing all he could to avoid getting caught by Undertaker and then landing quick shots and getting out. Um, I thought that that's a a really good way to start telling the story. Uh, And then uh, we start getting to some really good action. And there's nothing that you would say was groundbreaking. It's just two wrestlers who are very good at what they do, uh, taking the crowd on a run, um, having just the hard-hitting action from Taker, the fast pace from Shawn Michaels. It just just melded really, really well to tell a a beautiful story in the match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. before the match actually starts, I suppose we should look at the entrances, shouldn't we? What did you make of those, Magsy? Because obviously they're playing on... For those who haven't seen the match or haven't seen it in a while or can't remember or whatever, you've got Shawn Michaels, who is very much playing on his um, religious beliefs, I guess, in certain mm-hmm. moments in this storyline. And he's dressed in the build-up as, effectively, as a white undertaker. Um, not Mordecai or anything like that. Let's forget about that, dude. <laughs> but, he's, <laughs> but he's, like, got the cowboy hat, that, well, the, the undertaker hat, and it's white, mm-hmm. and the long coat, and so on. And in this instance as well, he's got the same get-up back, and he comes from the ceiling, as always, like, coming down from heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, the Undertaker coming up through the floor is is just great no matter what. There's no, to me, that's the Undertaker coming up from the floor. Actually, they're, they're leaning towards it. The Undertaker coming up from hell, I guess. But the Shawn Michaels coming down from heaven thing really was on the nose. It was really, this is what we are doing with this. Yeah. I'm not too sure how well that sits with me. I'm not quite sure why, but I, I'm not quite comfy with that. Yeah, I mean, if if you go back to the the the, the promo video, uh, it's this is all about Shawn Michaels being happy with himself, uh, forgiving himself for all these uh, kind of past uh, transgressions, uh, and wanting to to get back to being Mister WrestleMania instead of being mm. the, um, the 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 guy that he's been for the last few years. He wanted to to essentially defeat the demon. Uh, he saw Undertaker as his equal. Uh, Taker was 16 and all. This would have been uh, Shawn Michaels' 16th uh, WrestleMania. So the the stars kind of aligned, and uh, then we get Undertaker getting involved, and he's saying, "Look, your your path to heaven uh, has to run through hell." And yeah, it's it's very much a play on religion, kind of on the nose. I, I understand that, but this is WrestleMania. You go big or you go home, uh, and this intro certainly did go big. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, that I, I'm not sure that would be awesome. Scottish Danny HBK is. I think again. it would be. Oh, I absolutely think that. it would be. <laughs> he went on to uh, Kevin Furtig or Furtang or whatever his name is, isn't it? He played more Furtig. Yeah. Yeah, and he went on to be the vampire dude in ECW, didn't he? Was it Kevin, Kevin Thorne? Yeah. yeah, with that lass who, who was with him as well. Um, Shawn Michaels as a vampire would be quite cool because that would just be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> a, a wonky-eyed vampire. A wonky-eyed vampire, yeah. If you bite in your ear instead of your neck so you can't quite get it lined up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Again, we come back to the, the story they tell. I think that's the segments in this match that you, it's almost like you can take these these different stories, two or three of them um, would would work in separate matches, but they're using them all in one match. Like at the beginning, you have uh, like you mentioned, Magazine, maybe in one of the um, uh, the chat messages you put up from from yourself, uh, the sort of David and Goliath start the match with with Michaels being quick and, and dodging the, the the size and strength of um the undertaker but then we get into the undertaker's maybe tweaked his knee a little bit so sean's working on that so they're telling a story with that there and he's targeting a body part and so on and then we also get into another sort of a sort of storyline thread running through the match that they're both hitting certain moves and can't believe the other guy is kicking out. For example, the sweet chin music and the Undertaker obviously has a few, doesn't he? The the choke slam, the last ride, uh, and the tombstone Hell's itself. How's get? Yeah, and it's it's like the their opponent always seems to literally like two two point nine seconds the shoulders up, mm-hmm. you know, and those three different sort of threads running through the match, I think really make it make it what it is. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, again, it, it's like taking the 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 crowd on, on a roller coaster journey. I mean, you won't get many uh, false finishes as close as you see in this match. I mean, mm. they're literally the the ref's hand is millimeters away from counting the three when you get the kick out. It's it's so well done, and we even get um, stuff that you never really see. I mean, you don't ever see Undertaker being that frustrated that he's willing to attempt his opponent's moves. I mean, the 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 attempt at the elbow drop, the Shawn Michaels oh, elbow yeah. drop, it's just something that it's just it's just. It makes you your jaw drop. It's that good. Then the 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 figure four, which uh, Undertaker turns into the Hell's Gate. I thought that was done so well. Um, there's a few things that that kind of don't uh, pull off as as well as they could. I think uh, Shawn Michaels uh, moonsault to the outside that looks rough. Uh, yes. I don't think he he, he doesn't kind of uh, get that that uh, kind of smooth uh, uh, flip and uh, Taker doesn't catch him, so he, he lands pretty solid. Um, and then there's the cameraman spot, which is, I think you said, it was Juice from Juice, uh, Juice and Domino. That was, I believe, Scottish Danny. If you're in the chat still, Danny, I think you are. Um, yeah, I, I had no idea that, first of and, all, that cameraman was him. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, that he's also Jimmy Stucker's son. That, yeah. No clue. Stucker, I think he's called. Yeah. I think, uh, How do I miss yeah, that? that I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this. Uh, in this, so um, you can't really be blamed for that. But uh, I think that was a little bit of a miss. I think maybe if he was uh, perhaps a bit closer, he would have been able to catch the Undertaker. But saying that, I think they add to the the kind of mystique of this match. 
the fact that it wasn't perfect, the fact that uh, everything wasn't smooth, it, it really added to the uh, the the story that these were two guys trying to trying to beat the living piss out of each other. Yeah, exactly. And and I think sometimes when when everything is perfect, as you say, and it's smooth, and it's like some matches you get in Japan, for example, everything is hold for hold. It's absolutely amazing, and so on. It's such a it's incredible to see these guys performing at that level, but it almost comes across. I suppose I, I suppose you see like the, the famous clip of Osprey and Ricochet, don't you, doing all the somersaults in and out of each other, and, and that starts them and so on. Um, it's incredible, amazing visually. It's unbelievable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like a fight. No, it looks like a choreographed dance routine effectively yeah. as great as it is this like you said mags looks like a fight because it was a bit rough around the edges mm-hmm. and and you can tell that they they thought this is the 25th anniversary of wrestlemania it's, it, it's massive they put that little bit of extra effort into everything they did i mean you the the chalk slams were the best that you've seen undertaker do in a how high did he go for that yeah, one was oh the 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 last rides were the best you've seen him do in such a long long time the the um the the elbow drops they just everything had that little extra couple of percent to to show that this means so much i mean there's even a point where we get the the skinning of the cat uh a uh, very much a, a graced hits of Shawn Michaels and he gets hold of undertaker's um head with the legs it's just just such great uh, chemistry between the two they really really did work a, a brilliant match and it was it was so entertaining it was it was absolutely fantastic um I, I don't really think there's much else more that i can i can cover here max other than going to the finish really we've we've talked about the near fours we've talked about the fantastic um back and forth between them you also got undertaker going over the top rope that was mental wasn't it I mean that that image is iconic. The way uh, and whoever that cameraman who who got that shot, you are you are a god of cameramen because it's <laughs> such an amazing shot. But yeah, going uh, towards the end, we see Undertaker really trying to nail Michaels with uh, the tombstone. Um, there's one where Michaels is able to counter it into a, a DDT, which I thought was brilliantly done. Yeah. It was so, yeah. so damn good. Uh, and then, obviously, we, we get the point where he, he's going for the, another moonsault this time in the ring. And to catch a moonsault in the position of a two-star. I mean, these aren't young guys. We're not talking about... 25 30 year old uh slav uh, athletic uh wrestlers these are guys getting on in age and they were to- um it's, it's funny you mention that obviously i tend to watch these matches back with charlie and she sat there with me um today and she actually asked how old are the undertaker and Shawn michaels now and how old were they when this match happened and they're both the same age that they're both 56 now so that places them at like 42 43 when this mm-hmm. match happened now michaels is what two 15, 220, 225, yeah. something like that, in weight. And he's six foot one. And he's not floating towards the Undertaker. There is there is some zip on that moonsault. And the Undertaker has caught him in midair. How easy would it have been for Taker just to stumble backwards or, or lose control of that? That's, in, that's incredible. 
Yeah, and and again, this is not a taker from the early nineties. This is a taker mm. who's got who's got uh, multiple long term injuries, uh, and a, a guy who has to often take long periods of time off to to recuperate and build himself back up for matches like this. Uh, for them to be able to put this half an hour clinic of a wrestling match on, it's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, without a doubt. Um... The, the the second tombstone is hit after the the moon salt catch, and that's that's the three count at last. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who won this match before I sat down to watch it. Of course, I I can remember what went on. I can remember certain near falls, but the near falls were that good. I was even sat there with a couple of them going oh because they were that close. Even though yeah. I knew I knew what was going to happen, which is to me a testament to how great they are. Charlie again watched the match with me. I don't believe she knew who won this before we sat down. Um, obviously, she understands about the Undertaker streak and so on, but the dates and years and numbers she may not be fully up to speed with. Um, she sat and watched this, and she was uh, uh, at one stage. Her mouth was just when you're seeing them kicking out of stuff, and and she thought the match was over two or three times before it actually was. Um, at the end of the match, I said to her, what did you think of that? And she said, that was a really, really, really good match. That was amazing, Daddy. She's so, not wrong. And that is the biggest reaction she has given me for any match in chain wrestling <laughs> so far. So, I, I mean, I've, I loved watching it back, Mags. I thought it was fantastic. I could go downstairs and watch it back right now again and still enjoy it. Um, I and suppose I, that I, th- I, I think the, ha- I mean, just before we get to the numbers, yeah, the yeah. highest the highest praise that you can give a wrestling match is when the crowd are cheering for, for minutes and minutes after the match. And this got that kind of reaction from the crowd. Even once our uh, Michaels uh, had left and Undertaker had paused, they were still getting huge, huge reactions. And uh, Jim Ross, I think he, I think it was Jim Ross said on commentary, he was honoured to have seen a match like this. And yeah. do you know what? I can fully agree with him. I, I was honoured that I, this happened in my lifetime. That's just absolutely shocking and, and such a privilege that we've been able to, to watch this match. Yeah. Um, Sharon, my wife there, <laughs> saying I then made Charlie watch HBK versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania 12. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> Not quite. We watched um, we watched the intros with, with Sean sailing down, and then there's a thumbnail on the network that says skip to the last five minutes. So that's just what I did. <laughs> that, that match was short, wasn't it, for a WrestleMania yeah. match? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, why are they so... Oh, it says Iron Man match, but there's only five minutes on the clock. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> got to really race to get that roll up quickly, you know. <laughs> uh, so what do you reckon then, Magsy out of 10 for this one, bud? Where, where do we stand? Well, yeah, I, I'll tell um, you what, whilst you're, whilst you're having a little think, I'll have a look what the highest rated matches we've currently got are, shall I? Well, I've actually got that open as well. The... Oh, in that case, I won't bother. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, uh, between us, we've only ever given one 10 rating, and that was me. Uh, to Flair versus uh, HBK, which uh, I mentioned earlier right. on. Yeah. Um, you've give a 9.5 to that match. Uh, you've give a 9 to Ed- Angle versus Eddie. Um, so, yeah, um, Razor versus HBK got a 9. Cena versus Punk uh, uh, from Money in the Bank 2011 got a 9. So, we, we've there's quite a few matches where we're razor thin in how close we are. Uh, 
And we're very generous as well, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> all, all those nines. <laughs> I mean, there are some turns in this punch ball. Sting versus yeah. Meng both got a two. Um, yeah, that was terrible. Steiner versus Booker, obviously, the, the opener got a five. Um, Nikki versus Bree got a four and a half from me and a five from you. You were very generous that day. That day. Um, <laughs> um, DX versus the Brothers of Destruction from Crown Jewel both got a three. So we, 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 we do give matches shit when they deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. This one definitely does not deserve it. This one deserves all of the praise. Um, and if I would count this in my top three WrestleMania matches, it has to be very, very close to to uh, uh, HBK versus Flair. And I don't think dropping it half uh, a point is... I don't think that's fair. So I'm going to have to give my second ever 10 rating. Uh, I'm going to have to give this match a 10. Oh, why? Why? Okay, a 10. Oh, see. I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. I am, mate. I am. I've got mine laughing down here. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just can't. I can't commit because if it's 10, it's absolutely perfect. You know, unless, of course, we start messing about like old Shagger Dave Meltzer and on his five star rated start giving things fucking sixes and sevens, like some sort of you know, retarded mathematician. I don't freaking know. Um, it's, it's that thing of 10 has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is so close to being perfect, but. I think I think there must be a match out there better. There must be. So I'm going nine and a half. I, I I can see your understanding, but for me, ten doesn't necessarily mean it's absolutely perfect. I don't think there's ever been a wrestling match that is absolutely perfect. I think the closest I've seen is probably uh, Omega versus Okada four. Uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's the 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 match that's took me on the 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 best journey. Uh, but I don't feel that dropping something half a point it, at the end of it, that's that's a lot of a percent that's five whole percent uh and i think that this match was better mm. than 95 percent um so for me really I'll, I'll i'll always round up um and give this a uh a, a 10 yeah it's got to be a 10 maybe i'll go 9.75 oh, can i start that. can you start doing 9. that 9.9665 <laughs> uh, we got a little bit in the chat here um scottish danny i just brought up there saying it's an eight from him, so that's uh... and, and that's horrific. Uh, I always <laughs> appreciated da- Danny's input. I thought he's uh, really kind of level-headed. Clearly, he's uh, he's 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 not. Uh, so we will not be accepting any more comments from Danny. You are here by band, sir. <laughs> Danny, don't listen to him, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it shows the subjectivity of wrestling. Uh, what exactly, we yeah. in, enjoy, uh, not everybody else has to enjoy it to the same level. Um, I'm sure there's matches that, that Danny thinks uh, knock it out of the park that we, we would pick fault in. That's the, mm-hmm. the joy of this, this wacky business of professional wrestling that we all love. Yeah. Uh, Dan Griffin says it's a nine for him, but Michaels versus Taker the following year gets a nine and a half. Now that is interesting because most people say that one. The, the general feeling, I guess, is that that one's not quite as good. But I enjoyed both. So yeah, I enjoyed both. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to telegraph in case it gets brought up in the in uh, a pick pretty soon. But I think it's close between the two. For me, I mm. favour the first one, but I think it's close. Yeah. 
um sharon my good lady says it's a 10 from her and she also says that she i'll turn that one off mag sorry also says that she agrees with you it's emotions and storytelling spot on um and here we have anya saying she's still mad at the scores for the betters match well i'm sorry I mean, we, anya. Can, we can drop them if you like if you it, feel it, that we, we were too it was shite. <laughs> it was shite when, when the best when we're reviewing as a, as a wrestling podcast which we are I don't let anyone tell you otherwise as a wrestling podcast if we're reviewing a wrestling match and the best part of that podcast episode is the editing that we put into the music at the beginning you know the match is crap okay <laughs> even, even the entrance music was horrible that brain yeah. mold it sounded like brain me early on mode. in the show it, it, that was me trying to talk early on in this yeah. in this episode uh Danny's coming back to say to be fair, great Carly versus Undertaker from 2006 is one of his oh. favorite matches. I mean I mean I don't think wrestling's for you then, Danny. Danny, you're in luck, mate. That's where I'm going next week. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's where not. <laughs> great Carly saves the world. Yeah, there we go, mate. There we go. <laughs> Ah, okay. Again, everyone in the chat, thank you so, so much for your interactions there. And I really enjoyed that as well. That's something I I hope we can continue in the coming weeks where people give us their ratings out of 10 as we discuss our ratings out of 10 magazine. I I really enjoyed that. Great. Um, Good buddy there, Benny. Yeah, definitely. Benny says, if there is a perfect wrestling match, maybe this one is the closest to it. I I agree. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right. Mm -hmm. Perhaps I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I should be happy. I won the poll. CM Punk's back. I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I was a little bit, maybe I was a bit negative, but there you go. I've, I've gone with it now. Um, Mags, where do you want to go next week, my friend? I mean, there's an obvious place to go in there after this. Um, I think we should travel 12 months down the line. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, some huge matches at WrestleMania, uh, 26 the actual 25th anniversary yes. of wrestlemania um there's a blandingly obvious pick um but i'm not going to pick that blinding obvious <laughs> one i'm actually going to go with chris jericho defending uh the world heavyweight championship against edge at wrestlemania okay. 26 so my link is wrestlemania uh and i'm going to go with jericho versus edge okay I don't remember that. Well, that's quite interesting. Then vote for it in the poll, and you'll be able to remind yourself of what happened. Maybe I will not do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Edge versus Jericho from WrestleMania 26. Okay, interesting. Battle of the Canadians there. Yeah, good stuff. Um, my link's quite straightforward as well, actually. Um, I, I did toy with going to take her, Sean. At WrestleMania 26, because again, like you said, it's it's a natural, you know, a natural progression. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> um, He's going to dive pro- into some some AWA that nobody's <laughs> ever watched and knows ever good. That's what ruins it for Sar. He, he tries to be too kind of meta with his wrestling sometimes. I think sometimes <laughs> that <laughs> I mean this match here, everyone's seen this. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I think I think it's got, got revisiting shows that maybe had been lost in you know in the depths of the wwe network or youtube or something and watching matches that we've never seen before and you don't know whether it's going to be great or bad i think that's that's part of the beauty of this show um i also think running through our scores recently max all the nines we're talking about and some great matches we should do what we did back in the audio days 
and both of us purposely some week in the future pick some shite to decide between because I think that could be quite interesting. I think we actually should do an episode where all the picks come from the the viewers and they have to be Uh, terrible matches. Interesting. Okay. Okay, maybe we'll do that next week and we'll see where we go next week and the viewers can pick. And that'll be really good for me, to be fair, because the last couple of weeks I've totally forgotten to choose a match to link to. Including this one. <laughs> until uh, until, <laughs> until you say, where are we going next? And you're like, fuck. Yeah, and literally where until this week. And what, what I normally do in those situations, it's probably happened three times now, and what I normally do in those situations is I wait for you to start talking about the match and, and discussing things, and then I'll bring my phone up on the slide and have a little look, where can I go? Okay, that'll do, and I'll wrote it down. But I couldn't that do that this week. The effort that this guy <laughs> puts into the show. I couldn't big. do that. I couldn't do that this week because I was on my own for a little bit, and I'm thinking, shit, I haven't got a selection. <laughs> I haven't got a link. <laughs> but I've got I, one. I should have not come back on the screen then. Should have oh, left maybe. it to your own devices. Uh, maybe I've got one. I've got one, and it is another stormer of a wrestling match that I imagine most people have seen, um, and it's quite apt this weekend with regards to comebacks because obviously Punk has come, you know, Punk's come back. Becky Lynch has come back. Uh, Brock Lesnar has come back. Um, so it's a weekend of comebacks. So why not continue that mindset on your Monday night delight of chain wrestling here with another fantastic comeback with Shawn Michaels being the link. I'd like to go back to SummerSlam 2002 and watch another barnstormer of a match from Mr. Heckingbottom and visit his comeback after four years out with a bad back, uh, the street fight against Triple H and Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2002. It was you, Hunter. All that good stuff. Yes, that's a great pick. Two great picks there. Um, Going to be hard for, for everybody to choose between them. So definitely vote on the poll. And then um, I'm sure next week you'll, you'll, you'll hit us with some terrible, terrible matches that yeah. we'll have to suffer through. We'll communicate during the week, why, Mags and I, and see how we're going to all... Yeah, why do we say <laughs> this stuff knowing we have to follow through? <laughs> yeah, it's got to link and it's got to be awful, but we'll, we'll we'll bring that out on the social medias next week when we know who has won this week's. That could be very, very interesting. Um, yeah, Magsy, I, I, think, I think that's it for this week, isn't it, bud? It certainly is. And uh, before we get to the socials, I want to uh, thank you for absolutely killing it uh, all the way through this this episode. Uh, I know, um, and this is a bit of a peek behind the curtain, I know how kind of nerve-wracking this has been for you going, going oh, live and, and doing yeah. stuff like that. Um, you smashed it. You, honestly, you absolutely smashed it. Um, you you really had a good showing, and you rescued the episode. It's as simple and clear as that. Virgin Media tried to kill us, and you rescued <laughs> it. And uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm ever so proud of how how well you managed it. You you absolutely nailed it. Well, that's that's really kind of you to say, mate. I appreciate that. But ultimately, it's down to the brilliant people in the chat and the brilliant people who tweet in, our, our listeners, our viewers, whatever. I'm sick and tired of saying listeners, viewers, watchers. We need a name for our for our for, for our little group. We we'll have to think of a name for our people. That can also um, be Paul. What can the, yeah? The, what can you call, give us suggestions? The, the viewers <laughs> call themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but it's all down to you guys in the chat, on Twitter, on social media, and everything. Oh, thank you, Anya. That's that's lovely of you to say. I love you too, sweetheart. Uh, 
Um, pimple dick. Are you sure about? No, absolutely. You are not pimple dicks at all. No, definitely not. Um, it is all down to you guys. It's this show is such a joy to do. Such uh, just uh, all of it. Think, thinking of um, the links we're going to, the non wrestling topics, the interactions we get, and then of course not just the show itself. We're, we're interacting on social media with you guys through our own personal accounts as well. And, and I like to think that via via this crazy world of sweaty men in tights pretending to punch each other, we've actually made some great friends online as well. So that's that, that's brilliant stuff as well. Um, Maxie, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me in my non-robotic form, typing words out on, on the Twitter down here, here, uh, this is good for the audio bit, uh, but down here <laughs> at Podfather Mags, um, hopefully next week uh, these issues will have gone away and we'll be back to the uh, the amazing chain wrestling um, episodes that, that we know and love. Uh, and again, I want to just nail what uh, what Sarah said. This this show is all about you guys. You are so so much a, a massive part of this show. Um, I'll never ever be the kind of person who um, blows smoke up their own arse and think that that we are uh, popular or that we are better than people. You are just as important to this show as we are. So thank you very very much. We will always always appreciate that. We will indeed. We will indeed. We've got a couple of suggestions very quickly before we go in the chat, Magsy, for, for names for, for our, our troop, I suppose. The anti-shagger Dave crew. <laughs> Sharon pipes up. Chain Wrestling Nation. Quite like that. Quite like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Chain Gang. Um, I mean, something different. I know mind. Um, Scottish Danny again with We Are The Road Crew from Motorhead. Oh, he's just trying to play the hits now because he knows how much I bloody love Motorhead. Yeah buttering you up the lemon and it, and it works <laughs> it works okay um you can find me at sjp words on twitter most importantly you can find the show on instagram facebook and twitter at chain underscore wrestling where on twitter you will find this week's poll uh in the next couple of days where your options for next week are chris jericho versus edge at wrestlemania 26 for the world heavyweight championship Maxi correct um or Shawn michaels versus triple h in a street fight non-sanctioned match whatever the stipulation was a bit of a brawl uh SummerSlam 2002 sean's comeback match um yes another Shawn michaels match i love the guy what can i say um <laughs> again follow us online instagram facebook twitter at chain underscore wrestling um i'm off now to have a lie down because that was the most stressful podcast i've ever done magsy love you a bit my friend i'll see you next week okay see you next week guys thank you very much bye bye she had barbara spice's nose she had barbara spice's nose liberace's smile that drives men wild barbara spice's Boy, was I surprised. Bo Derek's hips and Mick Jagger's lips and Farrah Fawcett's eyes. <laughs> Dolly Parton's chest, you know that's the best. And Herschel Walker's thighs. You gotta be kidding me! I was doing all right till I turned on the light. It was then I realized she had.